is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. Let's hit the waiver wire. Let's go. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Team. All right. Last week of the regular season for many of you fantasy owners. We're into week 13. How about that? We actually had a pretty good Monday night game and a great Sunday night game. Welcome, everybody. This is your Waiver Wire Show. Adam Azer with Heath Cummings and Dave Richard. Jamie will be here shortly. It's a big week, guys. I got I have two win and your ins. I've got two win and you might get in. It's, it's big. It's crunch time. Fired up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've got about five win and your ins and, I, and two give me some helps. So give me some helps. Yeah, a couple of those. Dave, how we doing? I'm doing all right. Was in 13 leagues this year. Eight of them, I either have a playoff spot clinched or I'm contending. And in five of them, womp womp, massive failures. But you know what? It just makes Tuesday night so much easier when you get to eliminate some of those leagues, right? Save you some sure. time on the waiver wire. Sure. Sure. But, but I'd, I'd I'd rather go through the punishment of setting the waiver wire for more leagues that I've got a uh, playoff berth on the line in. Sure. Eight's uh, fine. Nine or ten would have been better. Thirteen would have been really good so if there's one guy that you're looking for on waivers this week who is it the one guy the the must add player i've got a name if you if you need me to help I've got, you i have a name too all right go ahead dave and I, i'm not thrilled to say it because there was a point this season where i didn't want to add him but now i i, I think i'd be like a jerk if i didn't say it mm-hmm. but josh gordon Still out there in like 40% of CBS leagues. It looks like he's coming back. You might as well buy in and put him on the bench. I'm, I'm still not expecting him to come back and be a number one wide receiver. But I think he can come back and help you. And apparently not everybody bought into him because he's still available. Like I said, 40% of CBS leagues. I'll go a little bit more shallow. Uh, Jamison Crowder. Yeah, somehow that was who I was going to say. Yeah. Is still available in 32% of leagues. Only 68% owned. And it took a while. But he's finally having the breakout we were hoping he was going to have. Okay. Jamie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Who's your number one guy? Um, uh, Hunter Henry. Uh, I like what he's done the last two games in terms of targets, 10 targets over that span. Love his matchups next two weeks. That's the best thing about it. Uh, Cleveland this week, Washington next week. Um, those are as, as great scenarios as you can find for a tight end. And, you know, we've talked about this. I think Heath brought it up first that when Mike Williams is starting to get more involved, You've seen more three wide receiver sets from the Chargers, four wide receiver sets from the Chargers, less two tight end sets from them. And you go back to two games prior to these last two, he had four targets over that span. So um, I'm upset that I dropped Hunter Henry in a couple of leagues. I hope I'll be able to get him back if he's still available. All right, so we got a couple of wide receivers, Jamison Crowder and Josh Gordon, and Hunter Henry as a tight end. And I'll just add the Chargers DST. They are 51% owned, and they have the Browns this week. So go ahead and get – oh, they're going to they're gonna get like eight sacks. This is going to be terrific. Chargers DST should be – would you start the Chargers over the Seahawks and Eagles DST? Over everybody. I would, not start, them DST? Over, I would yeah. not start them over Jacksonville against Brissett. Neither would I, but they're number two. <clears throat> All right, wonderful. So, more uh, waiver wire priorities in just a little bit. I did a Twitter poll last night, and the results surprised me uh, a touch. Assuming, here's a question. Assuming Antonio Brown is the consensus number one wide receiver rest of season, who would you take as the number two wide receiver? A, DeAndre Hopkins. B, A.J. Green. C, Julio Jones. <coughs> excuse me. 
Julio Jones, or D, someone else. So who do you think won at over 2,500 votes? Well, maybe we should first say who we would pick because okay. I would take Julio Jones. All right. Guys? I would take DeAndre Hopkins. Dave? I think I'd lean toward Hopkins. Well, the obviously between those two. Julio Jones, 41%. DeAndre Hopkins, 35%. DeAndre Hopkins is like 31 points better than Julio Jones this year, even after Jones' big game. He's 34 points better in PPR, and he was having another 100-yard game last night, and people still took Julio Jones over him. And I was a little... I was actually surprised by that. I, I do think, I did think Hopkins was going to win, and he didn't. So, you know, kind of interesting. You want to talk about it? Want to discuss? I mean. They're both awesome. Who cares? Yeah, Hopkins has 69 catches for 1,004 yards. Julio has 66 for 1,039. I think people are just not willing to bet that Julio is going to have a four touchdown year next year. Uh, no, rest of season, not next year. Oh, rest of season? Yeah, yeah. Then again, I think it's probably the same thing. Hopkins has been far more consistent. Far more, not even close. Julio Jones was a bust before last week. Yep. So Hopkins to me is slightly better. Now he's the number three wide receiver. In I know. <laughs> so, it but that's just crazy. that's a testament to what receivers are this year. Uh, do you remember what he did last year after he got the 300 yard game against Carolina? Julio Jones. He was bad, right? He had two catches for 29 yards facing one of the top cornerbacks. He was going up against Denver. He was at Denver. This week he'll be facing Xavier Rhodes. Uh, so yeah. Marvin I, Jones will destroy Xavier Rhodes. It doesn't exist anymore. It, false. <laughs> it exists. All roads are open. <laughs> All right. So that was your Twitter poll. Here's your big news. Then we'll get into the waiver wire priorities. Greg Olson does not have a serious foot. There's a lot of news today. So, uh, Sorry, I know it could be a little boring, but it's important stuff. Greg Olson does not have a serious foot injury. Do you think he plays at New Orleans this week? No. Currently, no. But we'll see. I mean, look, it's a huge game. There, the division's on the line, but I think Carolina, they're looking like a playoff team, so they want to make sure that guy's right. Right, and he, like, it was kind of mixed reports afterwards because they did the x-ray, so obviously there was some concern there, but also there was a lot of, he was just sore. Yeah, well, I mean, the the fact is, right now, tonight, Tuesday night, unless we hear something else, you should make contingency plans, and uh, you know, if you have Greg Olson, have someone else. Matthew yep. Stafford says his ankle's getting better, so we certainly hope to see him out there at Baltimore. Michael Crabtree and Aqib Talib are suspended two games each, plus Amari Cooper left with a concussion. So there's and a sprained ankle, and a sprained ankle. Yes, so there's no way you can, as of right now, start Derek Carr right against the Giants. Oh, I don't think so. Even if he yes, has he both those guys uh, out? Yeah. I mean, he got he got basically that production last week with Cooper scoring a touchdown, Crafty doing nothing. Yeah. And that was against Denver without Jared Cook doing a thing. So Jared Cook against the Giants, you got to like that. And I think between the other guys, he'll be good enough. Yep. He, I, I think he's uh, – I mean, I have him ranked, I think, 13th right now. Wow. That's where I am. Really? Okay. I'd yeah. start him over Stafford and Ryan, personally. I'd start Ryan over him. Not against Minnesota for me. Um – and I, I kind of wonder, like, the two game suspension for fighting is pretty c- close to unprecedented. It's gonna we be normally one see one. Yeah. So if I'm Crabtree or if I'm the Raiders, I'm asking Crabtree to wait until Thursday and then appeal and hopefully play this week. And then Amari's back what? the week after. No, play no this it doesn't week. work like that. No, this, this, he's not going to get the right Zeke away. treatment. The, yeah, the appealing's already happened. Yeah. Um, just, just wait like a day or two. Right. I, if, if I'm the Raiders, I want him for the game at Kansas City. 
I, I think I can beat the Giants at home without oh, they, my quarterback. They can. Right. <laughs> they can. Uh, yeah, so Jordan Reed did not practice, so plan on him not – just plan on him not playing. Don't drop Vernon Davis just yet. Seattle running back Mike Davis will play this week. He's in the waiver wire column. He's worth a look. He's got a tough matchup, though, the Eagles on Sunday night. It's more long-term. Yeah. Uh, Josh Gordon's going to play this week. Dave already said that's the one guy he's looking at. And if you just want to revisit it, 2013 – 1,646 yards in, and nine touchdowns in only 14 games. Uh, he was amazing. He was the number two wide receiver that year, but would have been number one if he had played 16 games and he just, just amazing. Uh, but, you know, I guess probably bring this up now. You look at the last time Josh Gordon played, he got off to a great start. So he came back and he played in, uh, the end of 2014. And in his first game, eight catches for 120 yards at Atlanta. Now, if you remember, probably don't, Atlanta was terrible against receivers that year. That was part of a stretch of the Falcons allowing 100 yards to a wide receiver in five of six games. So he starts off with a great game, and then Gordon got worse uh, as the se- as the last four games went on, and it wasn't very good. Uh, Paxton Lynch out two to four weeks with an ankle injury, so Trevor Simeon in line to start. C.J. Beathard could play this week. We don't know if it's going to be Garoppolo yet. And Juju Smith-Schuster may miss another game. And then, like, I just feel like this is a week where, you know, I always do the do you expects. I feel like there are so many guys that we don't – am I right here? Like, so many guys we just don't know the status of right now. Um, are there any big ones that come to mind, like the Green Bay running backs or Sterling Shepard, Richard Matthews, Kelvin Benjamin, Robert well, Robert Wood's probably not going to play. Chris Hogan could no. be back. No. I mean, you're looking for guys that are going to come back. Aaron Jones could practice on Wednesday. Sterling Shepard could come back. He could. Yep. Richard Matthews could come back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can use the could with anything. Yeah. Barry Sanders could come back. But, probably. <laughs> no, but they're a little more likely than Barry Sanders, I would say. Probably. Uh, okay. I don't know. If we're playing dodgeball, he looks like he's ready to go. True or false? Fantasy owners should not drop Richard Matthews. False. I would say true. True. They should hold on to Richard. If you have to win this week and there's somebody out there to help you, you're dropping him. Well, I would like to see if he practiced. I mean, he he could play this week. He could yeah. help you. That's what I'm saying. Are you starting him? I would Against start Houston, him. Maybe. Yes. He might. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it's the best ma- It's one of the best matchups you could ask for. Yeah, but the quarterback stinks. The quarter- been all- quarterback's been the same all year. When he's, when he's been healthy, you know, mostly. Um. All right. Well, you get my drift. Top three Depends priorities. I mean, I, that's clearly what it comes down to. All right, then. Here we go. Top three priorities at quarterback. Jay Heath, why don't you give me the quarterbacks today? At quarterback, top three priorities. I think you have to, we have to give Josh McCown a little bit of respect. Uh, he has exceeded everyone's expectations and he gets the Chiefs this week. I would say him. I'm interested in, and I think I may be the only one, but uh, I'm interested in Brett Hundley. No, I agree. He uh he matchup. looked a lot better. He gets Tampa Bay and then he gets Cleveland. So I I would put Hundley up there next and then Case Keenum and that's disrespectful to Case Keenum but that's that's still where I'd put him. Why do you have Case Keenum third? I would start Brett Hundley over Case Keenum this week. Really? I would start even Brett, with all the injuries I in would Atlanta start secondary. Brett Hundley over Matt Ryan this week. Oh, I just don't know if I'm there yet. Don't know if I'm there yet with Brett Hundley. He played well. There's no doubt about it. And I think Case Keenum's been playing great. I don't love Case Keenum this week, but I think if I need a quarterback, he's going to be the first guy going get. The second guy I might go and get could be Hundley. 
So they could be over one and one B over who? McCown. See, I'm starting McCown against the Chiefs over. I, I really over. struggled with. Uh, I, I struggle with him with Keenum and McCown in my rankings and who to prioritize this week. But you said it, Dave. The injuries in Atlanta and the way Keenum has played, it's hard to overlook that. Um, but both guys, I think, are in line for. I, I would. Uh, I'll go back to the the Derek Carr thing. I start both over Ryan, over Stafford, over Mariota, over. Um, Dak Prescott, that's an easy one. Alex Smith, that's an easy one. So, and I, and I would say the same thing about Hunley and Fitzpatrick. Both guys are in, in, in that game. There's, there's not a lot of like about the defenses on either side with how they're playing in their secondary. And, and it's like five of the last six for the Packers, there's been 17 fantasy points or more. And four of the last five for the Bucks, it's been 18 fantasy points or more. So those guys are in, in line for, you know, potential big blows. Okay. So it sounds like there's a lot of quarterbacks that we could go and chase off of waivers. And my standard move is when there's a lot, I default to rest of season schedule. And that's something that favors Hunley. But like this is week 13. Oh, he's got one more game. This is win the game or go home. Who? Hunley? No. no. Week 13. Fantasy if you need to get in. Sure. Who are you trusting? To me, it's Keenum because I've seen it. Second guy is McCown because I've seen it. But they're one and one A. And if you want to flip flop and flip flop them. I see where you're coming from because it's winter go home. But what if it's not winter go home for me? What then if I'm going I'm after Aaron that Rogers. makes a complete different story. Then I'm getting Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think you should sleep on Simeon. You don't? Nope. For this week or for rest of the season? Because he's he's for this you week. Know, not good. Uh, against Miami this week on the road. You can say the same about Matt Moore if he's a starter. I mean, there's 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 a lot of like low end options here that could. Yeah, be good. there are there are. And now, all right, what's going on in the Atlanta secondary? Because Keenum is facing a team that. Has been very good against quarterbacks this year. Only one quarterback has scored more than 22 fantasy points against the Falcons. That was Russell Wilson, who had 34 fantasy points, but 14 of them came as a rusher. So, you know, what's their status, the Falcons' so secondary? Desmond Trufant left with a concussion. Brian Poole, who's their very good slot corner, left with a back injury. They're saying it's a minor injury for Poole. I want to see him practice. Um, that would certainly narrow the upside for Adam Thielen if he plays. And if Trufant's out, then this could be a digs week. And what if what if Tyrod Taylor is available? He's sixty eight. He'd be my favorite. He would not be my favorite. Uh, he would be my favorite. So let's look at that because he's facing the Patriots. The last five quarterbacks against the Patriots: Matt Ryan eighteen points, Rivers twelve, Osweiler twelve, Carr fifteen, Moore ten. Mobile quarterbacks early in the season against the Patriots have done really well. Everybody early in the season did very well against. Yeah, the Patriots. but they were the mobile guys. Taylor at home has been very good, and when he's been in a situation of chasing points, aside from the New Orleans game, he's been great. Yep, I believe true. his track record against the Patriots is very poor. Yeah, that doesn't bother me. Oh man, I, something along the lines of well, I'll, I'll just get it for you now. Each of his last three under twenty fantasy points. Uh, he did have a three touchdown, three interception. Four touchdown, three interception game. He ran for one in early 2015 against New England. And since then, it's been ugly. What about the fact that if we just forget about matchups, Case Keenum is playing much better than all of these guys. In fact, Case Keenum in his last four games is completing 68.6% of his passes with nine touchdowns and three interceptions. That's He's part got, of it. The offensive line's been great. Yep. Weapons have been great. He's been great. It's it's just uh, if Atlanta was 100%, I would say McCown is the guy. But with – Trufant not being in there, I just think that you're looking at a guy that's 10 days to prepare for this game. He's he's playing for a contract. He's playing for a playoff position. He's playing to keep his job currently. Uh, I just like everything about Case Keenum right now. And the other factor is that which of these teams will be able to run the ball 
more effectively against their given opponents. Yeah. Minnesota because struggle there. Minnesota, I think, has a harder matchup here than the Jets have, believe it or not. And the Jets can't run the ball very well at all. But I think there's a little bit of room for Forte slash Powell slash McGuire to, uh, you know, average four yards per carry. Kansas City's run defense has really fallen off. So that could hurt McCown. I think it helps Keenum that this is a tough run matchup for him. It also could be a, uh, what we saw from Taylor last week where McCown doesn't have to do too much. Like Tyra uh, Taylor didn't have to do very much last week. Like we, so we're, we're expecting the Jets to beat the Chiefs now. Would that surprise you? I still, it's still the Jets. I, I like, I like, are, I like, I like McCown's game, but it wouldn't surprise me. I like McCown's game script better than I like Case Keenum's game script. Alright, last thing guys, cause we'll come back and talk quarterbacks. We'll talk quarterbacks a little bit later. Uh, are we you sure about like Matt Ryan? Right, I was about hey. to say, but you don't like Matt Ryan? Uh, no. Not to have a big game. I think Matt Ryan could be what he's been, 301. Right. Matt Ryan never has a big game. He didn't have a big game last week. Right, exactly. Julio had 200 some odd yards and then two touchdowns, and Matt Ryan didn't even have a big game. All right, last thing. Are we even sure that Brett Hundley is the best quarterback in the Tampa Bay Green Bay game? No, I like Fitzpatrick better. I am. Yeah, I don't. Fitzpatrick has not had bad matchups. He just got to face this injured Falcons. They got got injured against him, and he threw for 280 yards on 44 pass attempts. He scares me. All right, well, he's been yeah. bad. But Hundley, it's a great. It, on paper, it's a fantastic matchup, but it, his offensive line has some injuries, and he has he's starting to look very old. He was already looking old before this year. He's starting to look like but old he folks. Shaved his old. beard, like he should be looking younger. Right, but it's it's like the Benjamin Button. He's going backwards. <laughs> he looks like Joe Flacco. Uh, okay, running back priorities. We basically covered all of quarterback there. What, what about a, a quicker snapshot at running back, guys? Who are your priorities? Uh, vomit, puke, and throw up. <laughs> well, Aren't you know, they all actually, kind of the same? Jamie, I'll, I'll give running backs to you, Jamie, because the, uh, the shallower league guys are more interesting. Those are the ones that are important. Yeah. So who do we got there? Oh, Kenyon Drake. Uh, with the the Broncos are maybe down uh, two of their defensive linemen. Um, Going on the road for one o'clock start, no Damian Williams, so he's going to get a lot of work. So I like Kenyon Drake a lot this week. Um, Jamal Williams has certainly played well. The one thing you got to be concerned about is if Aaron Jones and Ty Montgomery come back, Jones yep. is going to try and practice on Wednesday. So just keep an eye on that. Uh, Rex Burkhead clearly, you know, he's he's been good outside of one game. Um, Devontae Booker, I think, has a chance for a bounce back game this week after not getting a lot of work because the Dolphins defense stinks. Uh, Danny Woodhead, I mean, these guys are all owned in under eighty percent of leagues, so. It's more 10-team leagues, clearly, you're talking right. about with these guys. Um, and then LeGarrette Blunt and Tariq Cohen. Blunt, just because he seems to be, at worst, an equal timeshare with J.H.I. At best, he's the guy. And then Tariq Cohen, um, with the matchup at home against San Francisco, he could uh, have a bounce-back game. All right, but the top the top year. three are Drake, Jamal Williams, and Burkhead, right? For me, yes. All right, and then if you had to go a little bit deeper, uh, you know, you got Mike Davis, JD McKissick, but we already established, like, they have a terrible matchup. That's a long-term thing. Rod's- yeah, Dave, Davis is more long-term. McKissick is just, you know, if you need somebody for this week, because Philadelphia has struggled with pass-catching running backs. Uh, Rod Smith, you know, he's, he's at worst sharing time with Alfred Morris, but he's playing more snaps. And then, uh, I switched around from what I sent you. Jacquez Rogers would be third, just with the potential of Doug Martin not playing. So, um, Rogers and Peyton Barber would share touches, but Rogers would get the majority of the work. There. I gotta tell you, Jacquez Rogers has a, if, if if they give him the workload that they always seem to give him, which is like 15 or more carries when Doug Martin's out, he scores double-digit fantasy points every time. The last two. Yeah, seasons. I don't know if that'll happen. Yeah. And Green Bay's run defense has been, you know, better than better than average. Yeah. All right then, Dave, give me some wide receivers. 
Well, Gordon would top the list. It's just if if he's still there, it's time to get him. I didn't like the idea of stashing him three weeks ago or whatever it was, but it looks like he's on track to play. Can't deny the opportunity that's there. If you can't get him, I think Marquise Goodwin is very interesting. He's available in 72% of leagues. It sounds like we're trending toward Jimmy Garoppolo playing. Matchup in his hometown of Chicago against the Bears could be very good. I like the matchup for Jermaine Curse against Kansas City. And Zay Jones is pretty much the number one wide receiver now in Buffalo. He's not great, but he's out there in 89% of leagues. Okay, so you said Josh Gordon, Marquise Goodwin, Jermaine Curse, and Zay Jones. It's not great. Gordon is obviously the big get. No, but but the, in the shallower leagues, you've got Crowder, you've got Cup, you've got Doxon, you've got Kenny Stills. So maybe you go that route. I mean, you maybe of course. What about course. Martavis Pick. Bryant? Like, are we picking him up? You can absolutely. Yeah. I would take him over most of the guys Dave said. It, there's absolutely no reason to believe that he's not going to lose. Um, well, Smith Schuster may not play. Right. But even with Smith-Schuster coming back, playing time should be in his face. And he only scores touchdowns at home. He's got a road game this Out there in 49% of leagues. Oh, man, I'm nervous about Roethlisberger. Like, I feel like he'll give you about 20 this week, but I don't know. If he keeps throwing as much as he does. I'll say another guy that's not hardly owned at all that Dave didn't mention, Dontrell Inman. Yep. Now two of the three games he's played in, he's been the target king, and he gets the San Francisco 49ers this week. Yep, and then Josh Reynolds, because if you assume that yep. you're going to get the Patrick Peterson on Sammy Watkins matchup, which is what I would anticipate. Uh, he's scored last week. Playing time was up. That's somebody that you see that, that they can lean on. D.D. Westbrook got 10 targets last week. That could be a byproduct of Patrick Peterson spending time on Marquise Lee. Yep. yep. So there, there's, there's, a, there's a good group of low-end guys. And, and don't forget Corey Coleman. I think Corey Coleman's better than Josh Gordon this week. And so, I do too. you know, it, it's a matter of you should – like I, I look at Josh Gordon as I don't want somebody else to have him. That's why I would try and get him first. Yeah. But if I need somebody this week, Josh Gordon would be the guy I go after. Gordon, Zay, Jones, Zay Jones would probably be the guy I go after. Gordon is more owned than Coleman. Coleman, Martavis Bryant, they are both right at 51%. It's 57 owned. for Gordon, 51 for Coleman, 51 for Bryant. Right. And the, now the Browns have the Chargers. Last six games, no wide receiver is more than 70 yards against the Chargers. And in that stretch, only two of them have caught a touchdown. So it's not a good matchup for them. Uh, let's go to tight end. Heath, you're up. Top three tight ends. I am up. Jared Cook, if he's available, obviously go get him. Gets the Giants, gets all the targets. He's going to dominate. Hunter Henry, Charles Clay are the two guys that are under 70% owned that you want to have this week. I I know I should feel much better about Hunter Henry than I do. It's just that every time I've gotten excited about Hunter Henry, he's gotten a target and a half the next week. But um, I, th- I think Henry and Clay should both be really good this week. And then Ricky Seals-Jones, I'm buying it. I don't necessarily buy it for this week, but his playoff schedule, the Titans, the Redskins, and the Giants, as long as Blaine Gabbert's still the quarterback, and I don't know why he wouldn't be, uh, I expect Ricky Seals-Jones to be pretty good in the fantasy playoffs. Do you have any interest in O.J. Howard? Yeah. He's out targeting mm-hmm. Cameron Brait with Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, yes, I, I would I would go Ricky Seals-Jones over Howard, but Howard would be fourth. Okay, so the top three were Jared Cook, Hunter Henry, Charles Clay. Also keep an eye on Ricky Seals-Jones, on O.J. Howard. Would you guys rather have, uh, let's say, Hunter Henry, because Cook's more owned. Hunter Henry or Austin Safarian Jenkins this week? Henry. Henry. Hunter Henry or Vernon Davis this week? Henry. Davis. I worry about what happened Thursday night. If the offensive line is banged up, does Davis block more? Yeah. I, I have Davis currently ranked ahead of Henry. But 
Okay. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, no, I, I, I like Hunter Henry a lot this week. I think he's top five tenant. Woo. All right. And then DST, Jamie, who are we looking at? We got the Chargers, obviously. They're 51% owned. Who else? Redskins. The Cowboys stink. You know, they could be down two offensive linemen based on what the Monday injury report was. Uh, Lyle Collins did not practice and uh, Tyron Smith was limited. So I expect Smith to play, but who knows about Collins? So they could just be again missing guys. Uh, the Jets against the Chiefs because Alex Smith stinks. Um, the Dolphins because Trevor Simeon stinks. The Bears, because I don't know what to expect from Jimmy Garoppolo, and the Bears at home have been very good. And then the 49ers, because the Bears have been very leaky to opposing, allowing fancy points to um, opposing DSD. Are the Chargers, like, so much better than every other team you named? Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're playing the Browns at home. Not not a great week for streaming DF- defenses. Yeah, I just think it's really tough for the Seahawks and Eagles defense own- DST owners. Mm-hmm. You know? It, it, who do you like better of those two, by the way? Eagles. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it has to be. I, I guess anyway. So I wouldn't start them. Seattle. Seattle's just not the same. And they're missing their two best players. Yeah, but the th- they're still putting up a lot of fantasy points. That DST. Uh, this is su- uh, such a tougher matchup. Well, I mean, they had one easy kick matchup last week. Right. Well, I guess it depends on when you start because they didn't. The Falcons they, two they weeks ago they didn't. No, they did not at all. No. Um. All right. Anyway, IDP Dave, who we got? At defensive line, Mike Daniels and Willie Henry of the Ravens. They're both owned in 5% of leagues or fewer. They should be out there. They've had a good couple of weeks. Linebacker, Alandon Roberts, 2% owned. Patriots have been using him more as a pass rusher and keeping him in as an inside backer. Patrick Onwusor with Baltimore, 2% owned. And Reggie Ragland of the Chiefs, 3% owned. His playing time has gone up since Kansas City's by eight tackles in each of his last two games. So he's a great get for IDP owners. And then in the secondary, Eric Reed, 12% owned. Patrick Chung, 6% owned. Drake Kirkpatrick, 1% owned. He's been making some plays for the Bengals. And what about Hayes Pillard? He he was active, but he didn't have any stats against the Cowboys. Um, at least not that I'm seeing. But he, this was a guy that you liked a while ago, and he was a really good tackler for the Chargers. I don't know. Well, and Denzel Perryman's back, so I wonder if he's uh, lost playing time maybe. with with Perryman on the field. Yeah, that could be. All right, then. We got a lot more to get to, including a recap of Sunday night and Monday night. But, hey, man, if you love fantasy football, you obviously love fantasy football, you listen to our podcast, you're going to love the draft app. Weekly fantasy football, but not like the other guys. You play snake drafts with other people, just like in your season-long league. So it's a draft that lasts for one week. Set it and forget it after that. You don't have to worry about waiver wire. You don't have to worry about trades. You don't even have to worry about injuries because if one of your guys gets hurt and he's inactive, draft is going to tell you that. They're going to notify you, and you can make changes to your lineup. But the cool thing is you're doing the snake drafts, and you're the only owner who has a player, right? I mean, Julio Jones went off. You don't have to worry about 80% of the people in your contest also have Julio Jones. So I really love the draft app. It's, it's so quick to do a draft, too. It's 30 seconds on the clock per pick, and you shouldn't even need all 30 seconds. You can play against one person. You can play in leagues of up to 10 people. It's really fun. And you can win some cold, hard cash. Draft start at just one buck. There's a draft out there for everyone. Download the app. Search draft in your app store. Join a game in minutes or play on your computer at playdraft.com. And make sure you use our promo code FF today. You get into a real money game for free. The promo code is FF today. Search draft in the app store or go to playdraft.com and play for free with the promo code FF today. Here's a segment called Today on the Internet. Today on the Internet, we have our headline of the day. 
and it's from CBSSports.com, and it said, reading this headline takes longer than watching Tom Savage's postgame presser. Did you guys <laughs> see Tom Savage's postgame presser? I did. I did not. Yeah. How would you describe it? He gets up there, and what does he say? He goes, we good? And then he just leaves. Yep. He, uh, he did speak at his locker, though, so it's a little misleading that he didn't speak to the media. But I, I don't know if he spoke at his locker first and then had to do the, the podium. But it's very funny. <laughs> it's great. Uh, Zay Jones is apparently some type of robot. Did you guys see that? Mm-hmm. He is a, the human Madden glitch. What the hell was that? He just he fell down to the ground and then he sort of glided back. It was like somebody hit the rewind button. He just glided back up. I I have no idea. It was unbelievable. Uh, you got to see it. And then this is great. Prince Harry and Carson Wentz look exactly the same. Yeah, that was very funny. What the Eagles did. Oh, I didn't even see what they did. They tweeted out uh, something Carson Wentz said with um, Prince Harry's picture <laughs> as, like, Carson Wentz saying it, and it got a lot of uh, attention. They're, they're identical. It's bizarre. Yeah. All right, some more injuries for you. Detroit safety Tavon Wilson's out for the season. Rams linebacker Connor Barwin is out one to two weeks with a broken arm. Houston left tackle Chris Clark left last night's game with an ankle injury. Colts cornerback Rashawn Melvin's going to be out several weeks with a hand injury. Giants guard DJ Flukers out for the season might actually be somewhat significant. They really have yeah. run the ball much better with DJ Fluker in. And you saw it last week. He was out and Darkwa struggled. They're at Oakland. You guys like Darkwa this week at Oakland? Yeah. Like is too strong of a word. I would use him on a case by case basis. L- low end number two slash flex. Yep. Gotcha. Very descriptive. Good stuff. All right, let's go to Monday Night Football. Baltimore 23, Houston 16. And I just want to say, Jadeveon Clowney is my favorite player. Uh, wow. I, he was awesome. He is worth the price of admission. He is the most exciting defensive player to watch. It's not even close. Take that, every other defensive player. Now, what are your offensive takeaways from Baltimore 23, Houston 16? That game was offensive. <laughs> um, Alex Collins had a slow start, but a great finish. And that fourth quarter, that fourth down play really opened things up for him. The fourth and oh, one. Oh, the 29 yep. yard oh, run. Yeah. yeah. That was a good play design call. Yep. Um, be patient with Danny Woodhead. There's still going to be some games where they're going to be throwing a lot and chasing points. He'll be fine. Uh, well, on that same note, Dave talked a lot about Mike Wallace last week. He got 11 targets. And he has, I had kind of, poo-pooed him a little bit last week because his targets, Jeremy Macklin was still getting more targets than he was, but I don't know if that's the case anymore. There doesn't seem to be any type of connection at all between Flacco and Macklin. Which is so weird because prior to the concussion, that was the big play right in the Dolphins game. I don't know. There's been such ebb and flows with that whole passing attack. Joe Flacco's awful. He really is. Yeah. He is so bad. Mm-hmm. Just really brutal. Collins, by the way, 16 carries this week, 20 carries last week, and he's facing Detroit. Next, this week, this upcoming week, you know what that means. He's, if he gets 15 carries or 13 carries, whatever that threshold is. Well, the number changed now. McKinnon, McKinnon ruined it for us. So now it's 15? I guess. Uh, he's just, he's gonna score though. Yeah, he'll be fine. No, every, he's gonna have a huge game. I yeah. think it's hilarious though we say he's going to score when two weeks ago it was, he gets good yards but he never scores. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> because now they're finally using him the right way. Yep. So I think Raven, I think it took him a while running. but they learned their lesson. I think he's number one running back this week. He's a, I'm very close to top 12 for me. I'm not sure if I have him quite that high, but he's very close. Yeah, Lamar Miller got dinged up, but he was able to come back in the game, but Alfred Blue did get eight carries. And, <laughs> and uh, what was it you tweeted last night, Jamie, about Blue? 
uh, oh, Pete's line? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Pete's line about Toby Gerhardt. He's the magic man. He turns five yards into two. Yeah, yeah, he's the, <laughs> not so great. Alright, Pittsburgh 31, Green Bay 28, outstanding game. Brett Hundley's only 14% owned. He scored 27 fantasy points. Jamal Williams was a big surprise with a, uh, long touchdown catch, but nice to see Heath, Jamal Williams involved in the passing game. Two, two games in a row, 38 and 69 yards. Yeah, as long as Ty Montgomery and Aaron Jones don't don't come back and ruin this, I expect him to have a monster week this week. Tampa Bay's defense is no good at anything. Just Aaron Jones needs to take one more week off. Montgomery needs to let his ribs fully heal. Don't worry about this. Don't you, you don't even have to wish because I think the Packers realize that he's their well. We thought best that same option. thing about. Aaron Jones a month ago. It's true. They brought Ty Montgomery back he, and gave him half the snap. Uh, that's fair to say. And listen, I, I, I'm also equally surprised about Jamal Williams and how good he's doing. But it's just another example of when you've got a running back that gets that big workload. Yeah. They can come through for you. And not only is he doing it, but he's, he must have needed it all along because he was terrible before this stretch started. And now that there, there's no choice for Green Bay. He's taking off. He's he's proving that he can be that guy for them. Uh, it's well, funny because he's not, though, I may end up uh, being right on this. You, <laughs> you, you, wait, 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 all right. Guys. He was one of your big time sleepers. <laughs> my, 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 my Jamal Williams being the best Packers running back. If he look, if he starts these next two games, he's probably going to do it because you should do well against Tampa Bay and Cleveland back to back weeks. Yeah, but I'm just I, he is averaging 3.2 yards per carry. Let's not pr- praise him too much. He is not running. What's the he average? Well. So what, what's Melvin Gordon at? I mean, it doesn't really matter when you're getting work. No, it doesn't matter for fantasy, but I, I don't want to sit here and make out like he's having some great year and he's playing so well. Oh, no, well. no, I totally it's agree. It's all workload. It's all he, workload. He, yeah, yeah that's, I guess you're th- right. That's why I don't want Jones or Montgomery back, because I still think there's a pretty decent chance he's the third best running back on their roster. Right. He might be. Okay. Okay, but guys. I love that he's contributing in the passing. Yeah. yeah that's, the, the thing, that the thing just, honestly, that this is ruining is who's the guy next year? Yeah. It's, he's not on the team. It's Jones. In Green Bay. They're not spending more. Williams and Jones are both backs. rookies. Don't be so sure. Jones. What are, with all the other needs that they have? Can you feel, do you think they feel confident in those two guys? I think when Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones were together, they were great. I think they try. I think if they have the chance to solve the issue. They this, tried that. This, this I think they did. They do it. We'll see. It's a long offseason. Yeah, I'd be shocked if they invested more in their running back position. When I made that Twitter poll last night uh, about the number two wide receiver in fantasy, I put... Hopkins, AJ Green, Julio Jones, and I was going. Should I put a fourth guy? I put someone else, but Devontae Adams came to mind. He's been that good uh, with Brett Hundley, and he had 82 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he's obviously a must start. Unfortunately, Minnesota in Week 16, but we'll worry about that when the time comes. Any any notes on Pittsburgh guys? Like like Ben Roethlisberger, two straight games with four touchdowns, two straight weeks as the number one quarterback in fantasy. At Cincinnati this week, he had 20 fantasy points in the first meeting on only 24 pass attempts. But you know how he is on the road. He hasn't scored more than 21 fantasy points on the road. He's been less than 15 fantasy points in three of five road games. How much do you trust Ben Roethlisberger this week? And I believe he struggles typically with Cincinnati. Yeah, especially in Cincinnati. There was one point where he was like dominant when he went on the road and played against the Browns and the Bengals. There are not enough good quarterbacks with good matchups that you can bench him unless you have Ben and Rivers. Which I think is a real possibility. I do. And I'd league. much yep. rather start go River. Rivers. Yep. You go Rivers over Ben 100%. But you can make an argument that Keenum or McCown could be better than this week. I mean, yeah. He's close to Tyrod for me. That Tyrod too. That's no I think I have him back to back, 9 and 10. Okay. All right then. Uh, that'll be it. 
That'll be it. Let's move on and go to the drop-o-meter. Zero to ten from Kellen. Doug Martin, zero to ten, drop-o-meter. The only reason why I wouldn't drop him is because of his workload. So I'm not dropping him. Zero. Um, five. Uh, I'll say seven in a ten-team league, and three in a twelve or a larger league. All right. It, the, we, the, the one thing that gives me pause is if you've already clinched a playoff spot and you're you don't have a buy in week fourteen, he has the Lions at home. And he's probably going to get 50, probably get, be healthy and get 15 carries. Right. He so may not play this fantasy week. points. Yeah. Well, against the Lions. Okay. All right, guys. You know, obviously we were hoping for that against the Dolphins. It didn't happen, but I, it's a good point. Uh, Corey Davis, 0 to 10. I'm starting to think it's got to be like a 7. Rashard Matthews is going to get healthy. Davis just can't connect. And I'm never going to feel good starting him. And at this point in the season, I don't know how much wide receiver depth I need. I don't think I can. <laughs> Why? I'm just too... Because you like him too much? I, I think I'm just too invested, and I don't think I can look at the schedule and see the Houston Texans and drop somebody that I think has that much upside. Are you starting him? Because it's a very... No. But there's a very good possibility... That he is our number one waiver wire ad next week because he just destroys the Texans. Corey Davis is on your team in your last bench spot, and Josh Gordon is on the waiver wire. Do you make the move? I don't. I do. Okay. I would take Josh Gordon over Corey Davis, but I, I would say same thing like Doug Martin. He, he's he's ten ten out of ten in a ten team league. Uh, three out of ten in twelve or larger. All right, from Anthony Marcus Mariota, more like Marcus Mari. I-N-T, uh. I thought you were gonna say Marcus Mari Nota. Yeah, that could work too. <laughs> Probably better. It's so sad. It, it's disappointing, isn't it? Because he was so much fun last year. Yeah. And there's been so many games with great potential. And this just feels like the week where we're gonna all turn away from Eight. him. Eight. And he goes off, but what Heath said, ten. It's not ten, because there's two QB leagues. <laughs> Heath goes eight, and Dave goes, what Heath said, ten. <laughs> what Heath said, plus two. Alright. Jamie, Marcus Mariota, zero to ten. Uh, ten out of ten in ten team league. Six uh, out of ten in a twelve team league. Unless it's a ten team QB league like ours. Ten team. Two, then you're starting in this two week. QB league. Yeah. <laughs> you might be. <laughs> uh, well, I am. I have Russell Wilson and Carson Wentz, and I will not be starting Marcus Mariota. Like I, I'm not starting Mariota over Russell Wilson, and I'm probably not going to start Mariota over Wilson next week when Wilson is the Jaguars. Probably not. Michael Gonzalez, Devontae Parker, parentheses, your boy. He's my boy now. Devontae Parker, <laughs> zero to ten. Yeah. Call him by his real name. Devontae Parker Floyd. Devontae Parker Floyd, ten. I love how you're ready to dump Devontae Parker, but you're worried about losing out on Corey Davis too soon. If, They've basically been the same guy. Yes. If Corey Davis had done this for three years, then I would oh, be wait ready a second. to him. Wait a second. They have not basically, and I appreciate your support, Dave, but I'm, you need to take it even farther because, or further, because they have not been the same guy. Devontae Parker, when Jay Cutler has played, has been much, much better than Corey Davis. Much better. So it's not even well, close. Well, I mean, to be fair, Michael Floyd, when Carson Palmer played, was good too. Michael Floyd, there was reasons to like <laughs> Michael Floyd. There were. But, yes, there, I, but the, there's a lot of similarities because they both have a ton of potential. They both look like they could be number one receivers. They both battle 
hamstring injuries. Yeah, you can and they drop both him. may have some conditioning you concerns. Can dro- I'm not arguing that you can't that you can't drop Devontae Parker, but he let's give him credit. He has been better than Corey Davis when Jay Cutler's played. I'll say what Heath said. Seven. <laughs> All right, you can drop Devontae Parker. CJ Anderson, let's go quicker. CJ Anderson. I think he has a good game this week, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's crazy. But I, I, I don't think he's going to get the workload. Yeah. I, uh, I originally was going back and forth with him in the drop list, but the Dolphins are so bad. I'll say six. I'm going to put him in that exact same boat as Doug Martin. I'd rather just keep him on my bench just in case. But you've got to drop CJ Anderson for Kenyon Drake or Jamal Williams or Burke Burkhead, right? Of course. 100%. For Williams, yes. For Drake and Burkhead, if I need a running back this week, then yes. What if you, um, what if you, you can get Booker or Anderson? Who do you go with? Booker. Booker. All right. Like or someone else. He still had more snaps. <laughs> Someone else. Who? Booker did? Yeah. Any Booker of, had more everything. Any of the almost touchdowns. It just down. wasn't a lot of numbers to go around. Yeah. All right. Next. Arlen's Dark was zero to ten. Zero. One. Yeah. Zero. Calvin Benjamin, zero to ten. Ten. He doesn't have a torn meniscus. Later that day, Calvin Benjamin has a torn meniscus. Eleventy. Eleventy. Jordan Reed, zero to ten. I'm going to continue to stash him unless I need the roster spot. So, <laughs> so what is number that, is what that? number is that? Four. That number is four point four. Okay, that's Jordan Reed. Not a, not a must drop. Uh, it's time for our team name Tuesday. Bringing it back for one name. Which I get to sing. It does depend. Uh, you have to mispronounce the guy's last name, but it's still funny. From Abraham, the sun will come out, Kamara. It's pretty. Good. Why is that pronouncing it wrong? Because it is. But you How gotta you pronounce it. Hang out to Kamara. It's Kamara. I, we got a, re- a really good one that didn't allow you to sing. So I guess that's why you didn't read it. Probably. What but was it? Almost Safarian Jenkins. Yeah, oh yeah, almost Safarian Jenkins. That's right. <laughs> That, well, that wasn't really a team name, was it? That was just the name for that the was no a touchdown. segment name. Name for the no touchdown. Segment name. Oh, that should segment be the, name all, the, the almost touchdown. Yeah. Okay, yeah. almost Farian Jenkins. There we go. That consider it done. Uh, waiver wire. Let's go back to it and go a little bit deeper now. We go to the quarterbacks, and we have already discussed Tyrod Taylor, Case Keenum, Josh McCown, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Brett Hundley. Jamie likes Fitzpatrick better. Dave and Heath both like Hundley better than Fitz, right? Yes. Yes. And then yeah, I have no problem switching that. Longer term, we got Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo, Patrick Mahomes. I I really don't I don't think we need to cover quarterbacks much more, do you? More or less cover. I think it. we did a splendid job earlier in the show. All right, I'm going to give you one more, one more. He's actually on the drop list. If Sterling Shepard plays, Eli Manning at Oakland, what do you think? Um, he's he's intriguing. There probably is a quarterback that I would start Eli Manning over. I started him over Smith, Prescott, and Mariota. I'd start him over Joe Flacco. For sure. <laughs> because I'm bold. Okay. Oh, also I wanted to give some week 14 suggestions since people are stashing for the playoffs. So week 14 quarterbacks. Uh, you tell me if you like them. Brett Hundley at Cleveland? Yes. 100%. I, I mean, yes, we like them. I don't know if they're worth stashing, but you have to look at your own. Should we do the Russell Wilson game? Like, eh, no. We're not benching Russell Wilson. Alright, it could be tough, but okay, fine. You're right, you're right. You would have to be Quite a maniac to go with Brett Hundley over Russell Wilson in the first round of your playoffs. Yes. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo or Tom Savage facing each other. San Fran Houston. Maybe Garoppolo. Uh, Dak Prescott at the Giants if anybody drops him. 
See, we could change our tune on that one if he plays oh, well this quickly. week. Oh, I'm sorry. You said against the Giants. At the Giants next week. I'm sorry. I thought you meant this week. Yes, I agree. Right. Same thing with Alex Smith against Oakland. Doesn't he have great history against Oakland? He does, but track records. Will he be starting by then? He'll be starting by then. Yeah, I'd be stunned if he wasn't. He's probably going to bounce back this week. He's going to do just enough to play the rest of the year so we don't get to see Mahomes. Derek Carr at Kansas City. If people drop Derek Carr, uh, he, you know, he could have Crabtree and Cooper next week if the suspension gets reduced. Uh, Eli Manning has Dallas at home. That's usually, that's sometimes a good thing for him. Uh, it's tough to trust Eli. I get that. And Tyrod Taylor against the Colts. So if you need a guy for two weeks, Tyrod Taylor is a really good option with two home games and the Colts next week. And then there's Blaine Gabbert against Tennessee. Let's give Gabbert credit. He's, he's putting up points. Um, yep. Let's give Ricky Seals Jones credit. Fine. Either way. The two of them were working together on the scout team, apparently, and now it's paying off on the field. Makes sense. All right, so those are some options for Week 14. I also have some Week 14 DST options, but let's go to running backs. All right, Kenyon Drake. Let me just go. Are we sure this is a good matchup? Because I know the Broncos have given up some production to running backs, but on a per-carry basis, they've only been bad once, and it was Philadelphia, uh, Giants in Philadelphia. Well, Wolf and Petco could be out. Okay, so that's the key there. Yeah, and I don't really, I'm not 100% sure that it's a good matchup, but he kind of fits into what I said a couple weeks ago about Samaj P. Ryan or Jamal Williams. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is that he's got this big workload. He's going to get 20 touches. I don't know if he gets 20, but he'll carries get and receptions I don't, combined. I don't know, if, I don't know if they trust him enough to give him. They don't have anybody else. Who, who else is on their roster? I don't know. They might find somebody and give it, give them carries. I don't know what they'll do, but they might end up. He'll be 15 I, plus. Not, easy. He'll roll it I think he'll get, plus. I think he can get close to 15 touches. I, I, I would, I would say I'll take the over on 20. Denver on the road, second week in a row. That always helps. And the injuries are a significant concern too. But you take him, Jamie, over, you take Kenyon Drake over Jamal Williams? No, I take Williams over Drake. Okay, Williams. Oh, yes, for sure. Then we got I Burkhead, we got Booker, we got Woodhead, we got Garrett Blunt. I don't think you want to start him this week at Seattle. Um, maybe not next week at Arizona. I don't know. <clears throat> Tariq Cohen, he stinks, but San Francisco stinks. Yeah, exactly. They stink more. Uh, and then there's these guys: Mike Davis and J.D. McKissick. And eh, we've mentioned some names here. Rod Smith against Washington. What do you guys expect? He got nine carries, 41 yards, and a touchdown, and he caught two passes last week. Rod Smith. I I think this is going to be a little bit of a messy situation. He's going he's really hurting what Alfred Morris could be, but I don't believe he's going to get enough to where he's somebody you really want to start. No, but uh, I I think there's two things at play. One, he's been playing more snaps than Alfred Morris since Zeke got suspended, and if Morris gets hurt, then the backfield's his. And like you said, Adam, with Dak Prescott, if that offensive line gets right and he starts looking better, the offense will start looking better. So. I, I think so like, should be owned in more leagues than he is by far. One thing, like Dallas has played from behind a lot That's more. That's why he's played more snaps. They are one and a half point favorites in this game. That's insane. So, which means they want you to take Washington, which means if if you think Dallas is going to get beat up again, then Rod Smith's a better play than Alfred Morris. I don't think I, I don't think anybody should play Rod Smith over Alfred Morris this week, but it's just he should be owned. Yeah. And then you've got Jacquez Rogers. If he gets the workload, he does well, but Peyton Barber got two goal line carries and two goal line touchdowns last week. And Charles Sims is getting the, the reception. Yeah, it, it, it's messy, but again, you know, you're looking for somebody that could get work, and you, you pointed out, Adam, when Rodgers has gotten work, he's been okay. I'm kind of 
criticizing every name on this list and it has nothing to do with the quality of the list. It, yeah. The running backs are awful. We, uh, after just, you get just, past the just, shallow league guys, yeah. We, yeah. we haven't really had, I mean, you, I guess you could say P. Ryan and, and Williams, uh, recently, but we haven't had like a glut of guy gets hurt, next guy up is good. Nope. We, we had a, no. we had a guy get more playing time and became amazing in Alvin Kamara. That was early in the season. I'm talking right. lately. Right. Lately there just hasn't been anybody. Well, I mean, like, P. Ryan and Williams. Tevin Coleman, but he wasn't a waiver wire guy. He was not. I, no. I think there's one name that is way too owned to even have been in the waiver wire column. I think he's like 88% owned. Derrick Henry, I think we all would agree it needs to be added, right? Yep. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure most people it's not even ap- applicable because he's owned, but, you know. Right. He's probably unowned in eight and ten team leagues. Awful matchup, too. Well, uh, it's so awful about it. Houston? They've been one of the best run defenses in the league. They allowed two touchdowns yesterday. They did allow two touchdowns yesterday. The yeah. entire season, they've been one of the best run defenses. The, the thing is, like, the Titans have always been able to run the ball well against good run defenses, but not with DeMarco Murray. Did, did Taylor LeJuan come back in the game after getting hurt last week? I think so. I'll double check. I sure. think he did too. I can double check. Alright, uh, yeah, what are we talking about, Der- uh, Derek Henry for? I'm sorry. Detour there. TJ Yeldon's 13% own. Austin Eckler's 59% own. And then in PPR, you got Chavaris Cadet for the Bills, who's got, uh, let's see. Six catches last week and three catches the week before. And for Arizona, you've got DJ Foster, who um, will work on passing downs. Had three catches last week against the Jaguars. And there you go. Well, uh, maybe Matt Forte. What do you think about Matt Forte? Any interest? Not with everybody healthy. Mm. He's, he's kind of interesting to me. That It's going to get 40% of the carries So and a bunch of catches. Is he? He didn't have any last week. The, that's the thing. Forte? I, I, the catches oh, catch are what we need from Forte. He only he didn't have one target last week, so it was disappointing. But before that, he was getting five catches a game mm-hmm. when they were all healthy. Maybe he's a stash. He's sixty-seven percent owned. Chiefs. Oh, and that's the thing. The Chiefs allow the fewest yards per game receiving to running backs. They are so good at that. Right. So perhaps this is that's you, because you the receiver, that last week. It's because the receivers are wide open. Nobody ever checks down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, alright then. Uh, Tampa Bay running backs we talked about, so we moved to wide receivers. Sure, why not? Wide receivers, more interesting list. We've got Jamison Crowder, Cooper Cup, Josh Doxon, Kenny Stills, and, uh, those are some shallower league guys. Do you like Josh Gordon better than any of the four I just mentioned? Jamison Crowder, Cooper Cup, Josh Doxon, Kenny Stills? Nope. No. No. The only one maybe be Stills if Cutler plays. Okay, so we got Gordon, we got Corey Coleman, we got Martavis Bryant and Zay Jones. We've talked about all of them. Corey Davis still has that good matchup against Houston, and I just I just have to throw out Rashard Matthews' name. He's probably about eighty percent on. Let's see. I think he's eighty-one. If I eighty-one. Stop okay, yeah. It, it, I, but there will be more people dropping him than adding him tonight, so he may be somebody to add later in the week if he starts practicing. I I bet that drops tonight. Okay, who's the best this week? Of are we not including the Crowder group? Crowder, Crowder's far away, far and away number one. I mean, he's got a great matchup and he's been awesome. So yeah, right. everyone else I think you can include. That's Cup, Doxon, Stills, Gordon, Coleman, etc. Martavis, Zay Jones. I I think you have to go with Cup. I did want to look because Arizona been better against slot receivers the last couple of weeks. I know their safety's been playing better. Let me tell you what has happened. They were trying to get Keelan Cole. Jaguars were trying to get Keelan Cole going last week. All right, let me tell you. So Cooper Cup. In week seven, 
had four catches, 51 yards, and a touchdown against the Cardinals, continuing the, the second wide receiver's better trend. Since then, they've played four games. One wide receiver's caught a touchdown. It was DeAndre Hopkins. However, Doug Baldwin plays some slot. Five catches for 95 yards on six targets. And the other teams they played were San Francisco and Jacksonville. So they haven't really been tested recently, but Hopkins caught a touchdown. Doug Baldwin had five for 95. Uh, I, in other words, I don't know that there's a clear answer to that question either. Okay. I appreciate you uh, doing some research. And um, I I think Cup's the best Rams receiver to start this week and the second best receiver on this list this week. Okay. Uh, if not Cup, because he's 73% owned, who do we like? Gordon, Coleman, Stills, Martavis, Zay Jones, Corey Davis, Marquise Goodwin, Inman. I put Bryant first. Uh, just because of how he's been playing. It's a tougher matchup for him this week than last week playing at Cincinnati. Doxon would be up there as uh, as the second best. And then I think you get to Josh Gordon, and you think about what that upside could be. Yeah, I I think a lot of this depends on what quarterbacks are playing. Um, But I think I'd go Dontrell Inman. Wow. Nah, look, he led well, you know who his quarterback is receiving. Yeah. It, he look, he likes him. He did, yeah. Inman no had choice. four for 64 on nine targets at the Eagles. That's not bad. He led the team in targets, catches, and yards. He gets the Niners this week. It's not bad. And yep. I, three, two weeks ago, he led the team in targets, yards, and catches. Yep. So. Yeah. All right, other guys to consider. D.D. Westbrook, Josh Reynolds, Jermaine Kearse, uh, Tyrell Williams, Seth Roberts, Cordero Patterson. Those last two are Raiders guys. And, and those are mostly deep league <clears throat> targets. Mm-hmm. So to the tight ends we go, and Jared Cook, yeah, he's 84% on, so hopefully he's available. Probably not. He's got the Giants. He did have a touchdown overturn. I know he had a terrible game, one yard, but um, he did have a touchdown overturn against Denver. And like Heath said earlier, he should get all the targets. Jack Doyle is 82% owned. He's in, clearly in PPR. He's the man. Vernon Davis is 83% owned. He's at Dallas this week. You know, he might get dropped. You could pick up... uh Vernon Davis, Austin Safarian Jenkins, almost Safarian Jenkins has the Chiefs. Tyler Croft has the Steelers. He caught a touchdown against the Steelers in the first meeting earlier this season. So Cook, Doyle, Vernon Davis, Safarian Jenkins, Tyler Croft. And then we get to Hunter Henry. I, th- I think I asked this earlier. I'm sorry I forgot. Hunter Henry or Jared Cook this week? Cook. I have Cook higher. I'll take any. All right. Hunter Henry or Jack Doyle? Doyle. Uh, Henry in, in non-PPR, Doyle in PPR. I think that's right. I'll take Henry. In uh, standard, Doyle in PPR, yes. Henry's, Henry's obviously a very good guy to add with the Browns who have allowed a touchdown in, to a tight end in four straight games. Charles Clay, oh and by the way, he faces the Redskins the following week. They've allowed four touchdowns to tight ends in their last six games. So that means eight touchdowns in ten games combined for Cleveland and Washington, which really doesn't make any sense, but just put it this way, Henry's got a good chance to score in the next two weeks. Uh, Charles Clay, 44% owned. He led the team in receiving last week with 60 yards. And he's got the Chiefs, who have been... Oh, uh, no, he's the Patriots. I'm sorry, he's the, the Chiefs last week. The Patriots... They've been good against tight ends. They've been great against tight ends, but it's strange. Like, the last five tight ends they've faced, one of them has more than three fantasy points. It was Julius Thomas last week with five. But he's also the only one with more than two targets in that stretch. So it's just weird. Nobody's thrown to tight ends against the Patriots in their last five games. Ricky Seals-Jones is third uh, behind Henry and Clay. 
OJ Howard, Julius Thomas, who has brought the Broncos in a revenge game. It's a good matchup for Thomas. And then we got Denver tight end Austin Trailer, who had 34 yards last week, 36 yards the week before. Anyway, anything you guys want to talk about with, uh, with Clay, with Clay, Seals Jones, Howard, Thomas, and, and Austin Trailer? Uh, Seals Jones, I mean, he's 4% owned, so he's out there in a lot of leagues where maybe guys that we're talking about are already owned. Um, and I don't know that I love him this week, but I do love that playoff schedule a lot. Is he going to get the playing time? That It's the one thing that I keep seeing that scares me. Yeah. He's played played eight snaps two weeks ago against Houston, and I think 19 snaps, something like that. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. He's on the field. So he's on pace for 57 this week. <laughs> Snap count to me is irrelevant when the guy's being used when he's on the field. Yeah, but I want a guy who's going to be on the field a lot so he can put up good numbers. As long as he gets five targets a game, I'm good with it. Yeah. Okay, you can drop Austin Hooper. You can drop – that was a bad one. Hooper! You can drop Cameron Brait. And we go to the DSTs. So the Chargers are number one. Uh, I'm I'm assuming you guys like the Patriots. They're 83% owned. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Four good games in a row. I mean, Tyrod doesn't really turn the ball over. Okay. Uh, Redskins against Dallas at Dallas. Jets against Kansas City. Dolphins against Denver. Denver allows the fourth most fantasy points to DSTs. In fact, like almost every team that faces Denver does well. Uh, and the Bears have the 49ers. And like we said earlier, other than the Chargers, it's really not a great week. But, uh, would you go Redskins or Seahawks? Redskins. I'd probably. <sighs> Redskins. You can't like the Seahawks. I don't like the Seahawks. I don't like the streaming options. I don't. I I do like the streaming options. I I think the Redskins, they played great last week against the Giants. This is a very similar offense. I do. That's, I think we've maybe gone a step too far. What have you (laughs) seen from Dallas the last three weeks? I I understand. It's, it's been a bad stretch. I don't think that all of a sudden Dak's Eli. No, but the offense is the same. Well, you're talking about the worst offense for like, for like a year and a half now, where they have they barely okay. ever scored. Okay, you want to look points. at their numbers the last three weeks? All right, but it's three weeks compared to. I just don't want to say it's the it's, same it's, as the Giants. It's like the Devontae Parker Corey Davis thing. Right, kind of, yeah. <laughs> Except this time we actually agree, Heath, <laughs> <laughs> which is a miracle. Uh, all right, anyway, uh, week fourteen DSTs. If you want to stash Bengals, just, just let me put it in perspective for you. Last three weeks, Falcons DST twenty two fantasy points, Eagles DST twenty eight fantasy points. Chargers DST, 24 fantasy points. They've given up 14 sacks over that span, five interceptions from Dak, three fumbles. They've been bad. Yeah, they've been and bad. The, and two DST touchdowns. That's the Giants. Now, the DST touchdowns are about as close to irrelevant as you can get. Okay, so take those out. Irrelevant right. or random? Oh, and, and uh, yes. I, I forgot. Let me give you the important number. They've scored 22 combined points over that span. Um, one, that that might be worse than the Giants in the last three. That years. is worse than the Giants in the last. So three yes, years. they are. They, that is Eli Manning Giants esque. Esque, yes. If you as long as you put esque at the end, there are no disagreements here. Absolutely. One we didn't mention is the Titans against Tom Savage. They've got nine or more in four of their last five games, and just put up sixteen against Indianapolis. Yeah, it's a good call. All right, uh, DSTs for Week 14. The ba- the Bengals have the Bears. I like that. The, uh, yeah, uh, the, facing the Browns, we have the Packers. I don't know if I like that. What do you think? Would you stash the Packers for next week at, at Cleveland? No. Defense sucks. Yes. No. Stash them? I, yeah. I'm probably going to try to pick them up next week. Right. I don't know if I'm stashing them. Look, you're at a point in the season where if you don't need something on your roster, yeah. don't hold it. Oh, absolutely. Get something that's going to help you. 
Yeah, I just don't know how much are they going to help you. That's a really bad defense. Yeah, Kaiser in his second week with both Gordon and Coleman could look like a completely different quarterback. Yeah. So can Cody Kessler. By the way, is it me or have the Browns had a, a, a like short-term injury at quarter at quarterback like seven times this year? I, I feel like how many times does one of the quarterbacks leave the game and then come back? It's mostly been Kaiser. He's had uh, some Knicks. It's very strange. Oh, please don't mention the Knicks. Uh, we got Buffalo against Indianapolis, Chiefs against the Raiders, Denver against the Jets if anybody drops Denver, New England at Miami. New England, yeah, New England's 83% owned. But, yeah, the Packers are kind of interesting, I guess. Uh, yeah, Bills against Colts, that's not bad. Okay, there we go. Uh, emails. Do we have time for this? Red from Los Angeles. Dak or Ryan this week? Or, or a waiver wire guy? Ryan. Waiver wire guy. Ryan. I mean, it depends on who the waiver wire. I'd start Hundley over both of them. He's probably out there. Keenum's better than Ryan. McCown is better than Ryan. Taylor's better than Ryan. Would you drop the Seahawks? This is from Brad in Iowa. Would you drop the Seahawks DST yes. for the Bears? Yes. Okay. Tim from Central Illinois. Philip Rivers or Russell Wilson this week? Rivers. 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 <laughs> from Brandon. Howdy, Mike, Sean, Doug, and Sean. No idea. Uh, should I start Kareem Hunt or Cooper Cup, D.D. Westbrook or Martavis Bryant this week? Should I sit Kareem Hunt for Cup, Westbrook, or Bryant? Uh, Cup, right? I'm starting Hunt. I'd start Cup over Hunt. Dave, I would also tie. go Cup over Hunt. And I'm thinking about PPR for all these guys, and it's kind of frying me right now. Cup would be ahead of him in PPR for sure. I have no idea who Mike, Sean, Doug, and Sean are, but they feel like coaches. And uh one more from Jordan. I need another quarterback. Who do I drop for Case Keenum? C.J. Anderson, Devontae Booker, Derrick Henry, or Robert Woods? Uh Woods. Anderson for me. Anyone else want to chime in? Read them one more time. C.J. Anderson, Devontae Booker, Derrick Henry, Robert Woods. Who I'm dropping doing? one of them? Yep. Bon voyage, C.J. All right. Works for me. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the most fun show of the week, the Wednesday show. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.